0: Ken Helms. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Also, Mayor Rod Davies. Good morning, Mr. Mayor.
1: Good morning, Vanessa.
0: How are you both?
1: Great. I'm doing pretty good. Good.
0: Good. I hope you both have a wonderful holiday.
1: You too. Thank you. You too.
0: Any uh, any big traditions going on with you guys?
1: No, just the usual stuff, having the grandkids over and
0: are you going to uh, spoil those grandkids? Uh, well, Listen. probably. Yeah, probably that's guilty.
1: Cool. Mm. Probably guilty, yeah.
0: <laughs> my uh, my uh, parents do the same thing to my niece and nephew. It's just part of it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about Quade? He got a few gifts under the tree?
2: Uh, no, but he'll probably get some turkey or something. So <laughs>
0: there's that. Turkey, deer leg, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, what,
2: whatever he can find.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Last night, city council meeting, the last one of the year. Yeah. How do you think it went?
1: Oh, it was a good meeting. Good. <laughs> uh, we got our business done. We, uh, you know, at this time of year, we always have to adopt our uh, property tax levy uh, to fund uh, things. Uh, uh, We were able to keep our levy uh, low enough that we did not have to raise it above uh, 5%. uh, That requires a truth and taxation hearing or a lot of other public hearings. Uh, We were able to hold the line on our taxes. We feel that our rate should be pretty consistent with last year's uh, given the growth in equalized assessed valuation which is the amount uh, of uh, taxable, taxable property values that uh, that it, everything uh, all the calculations are based on so we feel like uh, we should be able to hold uh, our share of the bill pretty pretty level uh, even with our rate increase um we funded our two pensions uh, above the minimum required amount. Uh, we're putting a million dollars each into the police and fire pension. Uh, like I said, that's higher than the the minimum uh, recommended by the Illinois Department of Insurance. We feel that that's important to uh, continue to reduce the unfunded liability to not leave this problem uh, for future people. So we're we're working on that. And then we levied four hundred thousand uh, dollars of property taxes to pay on our debt service. Um, all of the rest of our debt service is paid for by water and sewer revenues, and uh, and uh, which is generated from both our our uh, residents and also for our industrial users so uh, we're able to cover the bulk of our debt uh, payments with with that and uh, we reduced our general the amount that's going to our general corporate fund levy that pays for all the other services public safety and public works Uh, we reduced that in order to get the uh, increase to the uh, to uh, pension contributions so uh, um, and then later on in, that, uh, in the ordinances, we had uh, five ordinances that relate to, it's kind of the technical, that we abate. In other words, we say we do not levy taxes for our general obligation debt because, again, we pay for that out of our water sewer revenues. And so that was the other ordinances we passed last night is to only uh, pay for $400,000 out of our general uh, property tax levy and everything else uh, is paid for. By water sewer okay
2: and we had uh, we had a couple special things actually last night uh, the police department gave out awards to two of their officers uh, lieutenant brandon blackman and sergeant brian hall uh, they were both part of an event that was uh, pretty critical with the police department uh, there was a high-speed chase that originated from out of state and ended up terminating here um, on the bypass around Monmouth. It terminated with uh, the suspect uh, colliding with another vehicle, and then that ve- the suspect's vehicle actually caught on fire. Um, during that, our officers were the first ones on the scene, and uh, Lieutenant Brandon Blackman... Uh, pulled the suspect completely out of the vehicle uh, while the car was on fire. Um, He did sustain a little bit of injuries from that, but he's good to go on that. Um, Him and Brian Hall did that, uh, Sergeant Brian Hall. And uh, uh, Lieutenant Blackman got the uh, award for valor out of it, which is actually the first one uh, we believe that the police department has ever issued uh, for that due to his, um, you know, over and above kind of thing and uh brian hall got a life-saving
1: award for it too yeah he he grabbed a fire you quick thinking grabbed a fire extinguisher and started trying to put the Mm -hmm. knock the fire down which kind of allowed uh uh, you know the the crash victim to be you know survive anyway to keep some of the fire off of them and uh able to get him out so it was uh quick thinking by both of them and we feel uh very fortunate uh, uh they were there to, you know, perform their duties, like they do every day. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you to Sergeant Brian Hull and Lieutenant Brandon Blackman. That's uh, that's an amazing experience, mm-hmm. and glad that they're well trained and and uh, able to to serve. Goodness gracious, that had to be very scary.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, we also shouldn't forget uh, Deputy uh, Jack Basket as well. He was there with uh, Warren County. Uh, Warren County also presented him for an award deputy um, uh, Jack basket Jack
0: basket well congratulations to him as well yeah it, it takes a team doesn't it man mm-hmm. we've got good people in this community it is yes, it is
2: do. and um, you know uh, officers are primarily law enforcement so when they start um, doing some fire duties there as well um, it, it really speaks to the quality of the employees um, that saving a working life here in public safety yes. yeah
0: that's what you think of when you think of I mean traditionally law enforcement firefighters, all of them, you know, you, you mm-hmm. think of saving a life and, and protecting. So, yeah, that's that's nice that you were able to give that award, and you think your first award for um, Valor. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yes. yes. Uh, and the way that they are nominated on that um, here with the police department is they have an internal committee um, that reviews, makes sure that um, uh, handles <coughs> the nomination uh, during the events, and then... Uh, it's voted upon with their uh, committee of their peers um, to determine, uh, you know, what, what level of uh, award and accommodation they should have.
0: Well, well-deserved. Glad that they were recognized. It is.
2: Yes. Uh, the police Department uh, on their monthly report um, also did some Alice training at uh, United High School. Um, that's the active intruder. Training. Um, Chief Schweitzer was also interviewed uh, by the Monmouth College newspaper about some traffic control issues that have been uh, discussed in council at uh, various uh, different meetings. Uh, him and uh, Chief Rexro and both departments uh, attended your freezing for food event again, which thank you for the invites on that. That's always a great. Uh, you guys
0: did as well. So, Mayor and, yep. and Ken, along with uh, I think it was 183 was the final tally of uh, freezers so golly thanks to everybody
1: mm-hmm. yeah no it's a great event and does a lot of good for the community and uh, we appreciate you always being at the forefront of that it's our pleasure and uh, then
2: on the fire department side a uh, firefighter uh, Devin uh, Bamowski completed his uh, EMT training and is now a certified EMT uh, he actually completed the training that was uh, offered uh, by the Gillsburg Fire Department and extended out to us, so that worked out great. Uh, firefighters uh, Kyle Martin and Tim La Follette uh, both completed the uh, vehicle machinery operations and hazmat operations training uh, at the Illinois Fire College. Um, the vehicle uh, operations class uh, provides them with training on various different apparatuses, uh, different Uh, considerations that they might have during uh, fire scenes as far as uh, pumping different things like that and then the hazmat um, hazmat's really important uh, here in our area given that we have uh, such large railroad lines that are going through um, as well as the interstate traffic that comes around Um, there's a lot of different materials that are transported every day uh, that go through our community so um, having the entire department hazmat trained really comes in uh, handy for that. Good. And then they also assisted uh, Monmouth College with uh, some fire drills at all the dormitories on campus and uh, did inspections on their uh, buildings as well to make sure everything's code and um, taking into consideration uh, you know life safety operations things like that.
0: Didn't find any uh, old signs that had. It- seemingly disappeared did they
1: i don't think so <laughs> no holiday in <laughs> <end> signs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay good updates anything else uh, from the meeting last night
1: no that was kind of it um and uh we did uh, get to do a presentation on our downtown yesterday at yes. the rotary and uh so we had our engineer from hutchinson uh, engineering and uh uh again uh, i think it was pretty well received we had a few questions and uh um you know so anytime we make changes uh, you know there's a little uh, anxiousness involved but uh, I think overall it's been generally received we had a couple of stakeholder meetings uh, uh, I believe you attended those as well uh, since it's going to impact your front door uh, at some point during the construction and uh, so I I think we we have a pretty good plan and uh, listening to our engineers yesterday uh, you know we're going to try to minimize the impact and keep people's uh, hours the you know the shops and businesses hours in mind you know like if a restaurant's closed on monday we'll try to get the concrete poured on that monday so tuesday when they show up people can walk in and you know they're minimize the disruption so we're trying to do that and do it one quadrant at a time again so that we don't have the entire downtown torn up and we're going to have the underground done we hope to start that this winter Uh, Sometime in February and be done and so that when they begin construction probably in March um, you know we'll uh, We'll get that moving along they'll kind of follow up after each other so we don't have the uh, Downtown torn up from the infrastructure for a long time before they start putting it back or we have to put it back temporarily and so um, We feel good about this and I think some of the old uh, coal shoots and voids uh, in front of some of the old buildings. I think there's still some steel plates there and Along City Hall, where it used to be uh, mm. coal delivery and material delivery sh- uh, shoots, uh, y- you know those will be addressed, and the handicap accessibility from the outside into the buildings, or those are things that are also be addressed uh, during this uh, project.
0: So yeah, let's uh, if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. it. Uh, so the handicap accessibility to up to the buildings. Let's use mine as an example. It's been here, I don't know, long time. Um, and you have to step up to come into the building. What do you foresee happening with that?
1: Um, Well, I'm guessing that we'll probably have to have some uh, ramps that kind of run along the front of the building and uh, uh, probably a turnout to step into it so that, you know, they all... uh, I think some of them have one to two steps, I think pretty much all of them along the way. So, um, you know, they're still designing those access points whether we'll have to raise the entire platform some or if you know my guess is there'll be some sideways ramps to come in to meet the grade requirements and everything now we're good to the airlock like for example you've got an airlock on your building we can't address that that happens inside the building so it's just to the to the front door Mm
0: -hmm. and that's why we have the ramp in the back for handicap accessibility they can come in without having Mm -hmm uh it's ada compliant so yeah okay so that's an example and there's there's a lot of places like that yeah when you look out upon the square there's a lot of us that do have a step up to get into the building for whatever reason Mm -hmm. that's just how it was designed yeah
1: yeah and there's some of them that you know some have one some have two or three so Mm -hmm. we'll have to uh uh, you know, they're working on that, and uh, you know, and they're going to try to widen the sidewalks a little bit more in front of the buildings here in the quadrants. I believe they figured out uh, once we change the parking around uh, um, that that we can maybe gain a little more space. So, um, you know, the people in the quadrants, like for example, a patent block that has their outdoor seating, I uh, think mm-hmm. we're going to try to accommodate that and maybe have a little bit more so
2: yeah and and a lot of these I mean most of the buildings well all of the buildings in the downtown have some pretty considerable um, age to them and ADA wasn't really a thing um, like I'm looking at the United Way building right now um, and it's got a double step platform coming in there Um, so it's good that we can do some of these downtown updates uh and kind of help get to um like mayor davies said the airlock um to uh kind of meet um meet the code and and get everything up there
0: okay yeah that'll be really really good so parking that was positive um learning that we will have more parking spaces if the current design is what we go with
1: yeah and i think we're pretty settled on that um I think, again, from our meetings, we we listened um, to people's concerns. We've added a parking lot over on South 1st Street. We've talked about making South 1st Street one way south for two blocks to uh, um, add some, uh, again, uh, diagonal parking. Um, And I think, as our engineer stated, is that diagonal parking, while we might not gain a huge number of spaces, I think the usability uh, it, it goes up dramatically because if you notice if people park here and there and the number of people that want to stop and try to back up and parallel park into those medium, you know, the middle spaces, it, it, you know, most you kind of watch them, they make an attempt and it doesn't go well, and then they just drive on and try to find another spot. So with this diagonal parking, I think we'll, there will be greater parking space utilization. And, and one of the other things,
2: too, in regards to the parking Um, I think right now, uh, generally most people that come to the downtown wanna park directly in front of the building uh, that that they're going to. And um, I think the main reason that people are doing that um, from what we found through surveys and discussions, that kind of thing is because the entire downtown, unfortunately is not pedestrian friendly um, in in the slightest. Uh, We've got people that go around the square at, uh, you know high rates of speed um, it's kind of a, a gamble as to whether somebody's gonna stop for you when you go out in the crosswalk um, we've done as much as we can by putting up the signs trying to do directed enforcement things like that but we really need to put in uh, traffic calming and make the downtown uh, which is the whole point of this project to make it uh, more friendly to attract more people to it and really um, if if it turns out that there's a couple parking spots that are full in front of the building you want to go to and you have to park on another quadrant square but it's nice to walk over to the building um it's safe it's to do all that i think that's going to address um a lot of the concerns that we've had about downtown as well
1: yeah pedestrian safety was a big piece of this and uh also um our we're dealing with and have regulations to meet uh for our combined sewer uh, Mm -hmm. runoff and uh so our rainwater runoff—they're adding some rain gardens and some features to collect water uh, with all the asphalt downtown, and so those will be, uh, other be uh, other nice features to have. And I know the a lot of their focus was on Market Alley because it's been used a lot, and I, I we have another business down there that just invested a lot of money uh, in that storefront, uh, in that business front to to. Um, Uh, you you know, uh, take advantage and use the the activities there on Market Alley. So uh, I think, you know, every time we add, improve that, uh, make it better, and have more people use it, it it really adds to quality of life.
0: Yeah, well, I've had a chance to watch it from at least the last three years, and the process of which we had to go through to get it um, was challenging, but it came to fruition, so we're very lucky. It's not a match program, it's a straight-up grant that will help us, um, with the streetscape. As, as you said, the goal was traffic calming pedestrian friendly, uh, square safety for pedestrians, but also most importantly, our infrastructure mm-hmm. was in sore need of getting repaired underground.
1: Yeah. That's another, uh, separate, you know, it's kind of, they're both going to run almost concurrently, but, uh, yeah, the separate, uh, the other $1.2 million we got from the ARPA money was, uh, is going to be going into the underground, uh, to replace some 100 year old, uh, uh, infrastructure underground, both water and sewer. Uh, so we're going to be replacing or lining some sewer lines and, uh, as well as replacing water mains and with the new water mains, we'll raise the water pressure into the buildings to make sure that, uh, all the sprinkler systems are working properly. And, uh, you know, those are just things that, uh, certainly needed doing and, uh, you know we didn't have the funds until uh we got these two very significant
0: grants okay gentlemen i hope that you have a, a mm-hmm. fantastic christmas wonderful time with family and uh, i hope that you have a wonderful new year as well
1: mm-hmm. you too thank you, you
2: and too. we'll
0: be seeing you on uh, the month of uh, january yes take care you. mayor rod davies with us communications director ken helms on wra